welcome back to Diaries of the Wild Ones. I've had a bit of time off over Christmas and New Year's, and then I went on a holiday to Norfolk Island and did the most amazing episode over there with a historian about the legends and tales of the island. So, so interesting. So that will be coming up soon, and also I'm editing up an episode right now with Big Wave South Coast Lord Brett Bircher. So some amazing episodes to come. But this episode, I've been sitting on for a little bit. We actually filmed this and put it up on YouTube under Diaries of the Wild Ones just to see what it was like to film them, which is so much work. So, yeah, whatever. I can't be bothered filming them. But this is a little Naughty Boy episode about when I got high and snuck into a music festival pretending to be a reporter. So it was only fit that I did the same to tell the story. So I sit down with Matt Brown and we have a good laugh. Now, I'd like to give two big shout outs to things I really believe and care about. The first is the company Get Well Soon Australia. What's good for the earth is good for all of us. And not far from my place in Crescent Head, my mate Luke has an organic hemp farm and he is making some amazing hemp oil. Now, due to current legislation in Australia, it's for topical use only, but I myself take it morning and night. The science is in and we all know this stuff is good for us. Luke is a pioneer and he's helping many Australians get well soon. So go to getwellsoonaustralia.com.au or his Instagram, getwellsoonaustralia for some good quality hemp oil. And the other I want to give a big shout out to is Jess, the Bondi Bin Chicken. Remember the podcast I did with the Bin Chicken when she was traveling around Australia doing beach cleanups? Well, that microplastic she was collecting, she has turned into this really cool, beautiful jewelry. Now, for my birthday, she gave me a really nice necklace from her Crescent Head collection. She literally gave me a a necklace made from microplastics on my local beach. Her company is called Ripple by Jess. It's on Instagram and also ripplebyjess.com. I just love this idea. Handmade jewelry that literally looks like beautiful gemstones that have been recycled. You know, guys, it's better to reuse and save animals than supporting mining and the destruction of our planet for jewelry. So thank you, Jess, for creating this stuff. So, so brilliant. And I just love your work, girl. Enjoy. Maddie. All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're talking about Iceland again. (laughs) Again. Well, everything happens in Iceland for some reason for me lately. (laughs) because <laughs> i've been there but this is a good story this time because this isn't about uh, a crazy pandemic that you're trying to escape it's actually a, a, a good fun story no it's it's this is what i okay this is what i love about traveling like anything you experience is like letting letting the experience take you traveling i love that saying like I, yeah i love saying that because it reminds me of like just to let go and like part of like letting go in your travels is going to parties and having fun you know what i mean and and that's that's a great way to interact with mm. that culture it's freaking so much fun but we're, we're okay so we're in the north of iceland and i was with the production expedition crew from the empire expeditions yep and a whole heap of them there was like some ski company um that my friends are tied to and they were doing a big promotional week of like doing the new um, catalog or something. So they're doing all these big ski trips. So all these pro skiers came over for it. Yeah. What were you doing there? 
This, this was when I was up the north. I was just surfing and I was hanging out with those crew when I was climbing mountains and everything. And these yeah, are the man. guys that I met through all climbing the mountains, the ones that like wanted to help me out. And the production company, they had, um, oh, they had an intern at the time from Sweden, Ed. And Ed and I just get along really well. The guy's a creative freaking genius. It's actually insane. So this production company, they've got something to do with this um, ski shoot that's going on or the people that are involved in it. They're all out um, in the mountains doing the ski shoot. And they've timed it so the end of the ski shoot, they they end in a town called Westfurda in the – no, Isafurda in the west fields of Iceland and a town called Isafurda for the weekend that there was this music festival um, happening it was a three-day music festival one of the biggest in iceland called and i fucked this name up the whole time because it's icelandic that means never went south we never went south so it's the we never went south mu- music festival is it in the south no it's in the west because the people there <laughs> never went south maybe i don't yeah, know sorry i was trying to roll with that no nah, so we all organized to do this road trip out to the westfords yeah. Stay at a friend's place out there. I had the van at the time, so I could stay in the van out the front of our friend's place, stay there, and we're all going to go to this festival, this three-day festival. So I'm getting pretty excited. So we all set off. And that that actual trip, like if you're driving from the north of Iceland to the far west, this is a far west, like Isafurda, they only got roads put in there eight years ago. Mm. Before that, it was a place that was landlocked, landlocked, um, like all rivers. winter, you could only get oh, in by okay. summer, yep. like summer, like by sailing around into the fjord. So it snows too much fjord. and they get snowed in. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So this place, is it's remote and it's wild. And they put this music festival there in this little town there called Isafurt. It's freaking so beautiful. But to drive there, it's like crazy ice right around big fjords. Like it's a crazy road trip to do. It's just so, it's one of those things that like has to be seen to believed. Yeah. And when you get out to... To Isafurda, and I think it's the last day of the skiers, all the pro skiers that were doing this shoot, was doing their shoot, and we're all meeting that afternoon, and we're going to go out to dinner. But the problem was, I I was living in the van, I drove from the north, a few days before that I bought all this meat, and I had all this meat, and so it needed to be cooked, and so all these skiers came back, and they all wanted to go out to dinner, into town to dinner, and then we're going to go to this music festival. Hmm. And they came in and I was like, oh, I kind of, it's a bit of a waste for me to go out to dinner because I've got all this meat in the car. I might just hang out here. I'm going to cook it. And Ed's like, Ed, because he was the intern, is like, dude, I'm just going to hang with you, man. Yeah, let's just cook dinner. Yeah. You know, blah, blah. So then, and then, so we all planned to meet them in like an hour and a half in the music festival. So they've gone out to dinner. We're sitting there. We have something to eat and everything. An hour and a half goes by and we're like, fuck this, man. Let's just go to the um, music festival. You know, like we'll meet them down there and we'll meet them halfway. And so we left and we start walking down and then we see the group, like our group of friends. And we're like, yes, like we're meeting up with them. So we went up and they actually hadn't made it out to dinner because the town was full because of the um, music festival. All the restaurants were um, blocked out. So they'd been out trying to get a table somewhere. Couldn't. So they were coming back and they're, um, they were coming back because they made a reservation somewhere not until nine o'clock, which was like another two hours. So they just wanted to come back and drink. But I'd kind of been waiting the whole day to go to this music festival. So, and I just had dinner. There was no point waiting. I was like, oh, look, guys, let's all meet in there. We looked up the acts. We're like, we'll meet you at this part of the stage in front of like one of the acts up, maybe Jonah, Jonah Sig, maybe, I don't know. Um, 
And we're like, all right, we'll meet you there at the front and we'll see you guys then. And they're like, all right, cool. So we go to the music festival and we're walking in there and Ed and I are looking at each other and we're like, fuck, man, let's get high. <laughs> I was like, man, let's roll a joint right now. So we roll a joint. We're walking down the street. Him and I are just fucking smoking this joint on the way to this music festival. And we get to the music festival. And as soon as like we're walking in, as we're walking in, we're starting to get really fucking baked, right? <laughs> yeah. And we go to get into like... Okay, so you walk in, it was like in a big industrial area, all like kind of fenced off, like wide fenced off, and then a big open area, and then you went inside a big shed. Yeah. And it was like a big industrial shed, and that had the stage in it, um, the main stage and everything. That was where the main act was. So when we got to this shed, people were just like filled outside of the um of the shed, spewing out all over into that open area. And so, like, we tried to get in so we could get in to see the band, and we couldn't. There was just too many people. Mm. I turned it, and I was like, man, maybe there's a side entrance. So we're, like, trying to get around this massive crowd of people. You know, it was a festival. We were, like, walking around, like, the outer edges, and then we're like, all right, let's try cut in here. So we try cut in again, you know, pushing. You know, like, those dickheads were – where were those idiots when the band's already playing and, like, everyone's grooving and then there's someone trying to get to trying the front? Trying to get in, But yeah. we're literally just trying to get in just to see the band because, like – Everyone was spewing so much out onto the um, outside into that open area. Do you remember like, uh, do you remember Big Day Out Festival? Mm-hmm. And uh, they brought in the D-Barricades and they used to have that entrance oh my God, to D-Barricades. And it's like, if you can picture it, it was just a, it was a barricade in front of the stage and, <laughs> and there'll be entrances to get inside this barricade and that would get you to the front of the stage. And I remember during, and you were with me. Actually, we went and saw um, Rage, Rage Against the Machine, and we were trying to get into the front of it, and we we queued up maybe three or four bands before that to get in, and it was impossible, and people were spewing like over the entrance to try and get into it. Man, I got squashed in there. There was all these real big dudes, and I remember middle of Rage Against Machine, they squashed me so hard, I was picked up like off the ground, mm. like just getting squashed. <laughs> anyway, so... Okay, so that's kind of like it. there was just heaps of people, and we're trying to get into the side of this festival, yeah. and we can't get in there. And I go, I go to Ed, maybe there's a back entrance. So we walk out, and we walk out the gate, and there was a gate, and we just walk. There were these two gates that were just open. Security was there, and everything. And we just walked around the gate and walked in, like around the fence, and just walked in. Hmm. And we just walked in this gate, not realizing that that gate was had just been opened by security because this um, truck was coming in with one of the bands, um, all their equipment. And so we've literally just hadn't been able to get into the side of the festival or the front. And we're like, hey, and I was just like, hey, let's see if there's another entrance around the back. And so we walk around this this fence and there's a gate there that's open and we just walk through. So mm. I didn't, we hadn't realized at the time that we were sneaking behind the like the back of the festival. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the gates are open because we which we didn't realize until after was that a truck had come in to let a band in and security hadn't shut it in yet they're letting the truck through so we've just walked through and then i've seen a door at the back of this like big warehouse that the band's inside and i was like oh dude yeah here's another entrance so me and ed just walk in i open the door and we walk straight in as soon as we step in there's a fucking tv crew there for the um filming the whole thing and i look and we look at the stage and we're like holy fuck, we're backstage. <laughs> and Ed starts going like, like kind of freaking out like, fuck, fuck, shit. Because like suddenly like we just walked in backstage and like all the organizers there, everything hap- is happening. All the um, bands are hanging out. There's news crew there. There's people filming and like suddenly like, and people are, they're working. They're running around. Next thing we're there and Ed's like, oh shit. And I was like, 
man, man, this is the best posse. Let's just let's just act like we're supposed to be here. So I've just realized like the fire alarm's going off in the other part of the house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that they're waving at? <laughs> they're waving at <laughs> Anyway, sorry. James Lee. Um, yeah. So, so you're backstage so and you snuck in through an entrance because a truck was going through. Yeah, so we get backstage. I'm like, fuck, man, we're just going to have to act like we're, we're supposed to be here. So we kind of go to the sta- side of the stage backstage and like we're kind of grooving out. And then I just, every time someone walks past, I start like just pointing at things and Ed and I pretend like we're like being controversial against something, you know, looking at the electronics, being like, oh, make sure. Or I'm like doing like little symbols, like camera singles, like, oh, this would be like a good you're the angle. producer of the. Pretending to be a producer or like someone important, right? <laughs> and anyway, there's this one lady that keeps walking past. You can tell she's got the big week. Yeah. We're looking at everyone. Everyone at the back had like wristbands on and then had like um, reporter passes. And then we just didn't have anything. No wristbands, no reporter passes. And. And we just see this one, like the lady, you could tell she was the head lady, the event organizer. And she's walking through and she catches our eye a couple of times or like looks at us and we're like, oh, fuck, that's the lady. She's going to be onto us. So we're like, act act more like we're supposed to be there. Act more like we're supposed to be there. And anyway, then I see this guy like walk past and start like giving us the eye as well. And I was like, fuck, we're going to get caught here. We're going to get caught. I'm like... So Ed and I are just like, nah, cool, ah, cool. Just keep dancing, keep looking. We're at the backstage, massive crowd in front of the stage. We're right there watching. Man, these Icelandic rappers, this festival had the best bands in Iceland there. Mm. And, like, and they actually have insane musicians. And I've figured out why. Why well, I think I've got a theory why. Yeah, they've got some great talent. Well, the weather's so wild there. They're always inside. Mm. So it's like they have this time. Well, they've got to take their time up somehow when they're inside because the weather's so wild outside all the time. So they freaking... They're musicians, they're playing music and they're getting good at it. You know, they're such good musicians. So anyway, we're watching them like straight right there, three meters from them. You know, the film crew's there, the TV crew's there. They're interviewing every band that gets off, gets an interview and then walks past. And and we're sitting there pretending like we're supposed to be there, pointing at things, trying to be really analytic. And then I see this guy now look at me and I'm like, fuck, he's onto me. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, we're going to get kicked out because I'm high. I'm like getting paranoid. I'm like... Oh, there goes the GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. At least you got a bit of it in there. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like, like I'm getting high, I'm getting paranoid. I'm like, fuck, need to act like, we need to really figure out why we're supposed to be there. So I'll go at the front of the stage, like the front of the backstage, where the security are mm. and where the film crew are, where they're filming like the different angles or whatever. And, and I'm like, maybe we're there in the light, they can't see us because that's right where the stage lights are. And it looks more like we're with the um, photographers and film crew. So we go and stand there and everything. We're just sitting there and we start dancing, you know, because right now there's the, there's the barricade and they're just the crowd. There's thousands of people right there and we're just on the inside and we're dancing and stuff. And then I was yeah, like, yeah. fuck, every so often you got to be like, oh, no, we're supposed to be working. Pretend like we're working. And then I end up looking down and there's a fucking headset there with a mouthpiece on it. And I'm like, oh, that's going to really make me, make me look like I work there. So then I put this thing on, man. I put this thing on my head with a mouthpiece and then I can be really analytic. I'm looking at it. What, did you hear anything? Was it like people talking to each other? Um, to be honest, I don't remember. I'm just picturing this, everyone speaking Icelandic and you're just sitting there trying <laughs> yeah, to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sitting there acting like I'm important, just enjoying it because I'm like, fuck, I'm just taking it for a ride now. Now it's just a good time. We just, we got away with something. We're just going to see what happens. So... But that's the problem because we just kept getting away with it. 
So now I'm like doing like pretending like I'm talking to people, I'm like doing all this shit right next to the camera guy. The camera guy looks at me at one stage and I'm like, good angle, man. Like I'm like, keep it up. Like, I'm, getting, I'm getting analytic, man. I'm like, so then what was he thinking? Just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I'm just pretending to be a man. And man, Ed's playing along with me too. We're both doing it. It was such, him and I just like, just did it so well. And then this guy starts talking to us who's the photographer and he's like, you know, because we're like on his level. He's like, oh, what are you guys doing here? And he's like, and I was like, oh, oh, we're reporters. And he's like, yeah, man, like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, I'm the photographer, I'm, you know, for these guys, blah, blah. He's like, he's like, oh, what's your names? And like, we start broing down with this guy and then he's taking photos. And I'm, <laughs> so I've got, to, I've got to bro down with this guy. I've got to sell him. I've got to sell to him that we're in the industry. You know what I mean? I've got to sell to him that we're there. And I was like, oh, man, that's a great angle. Been noticing that light and that, yeah, man, that's so good. Like, yeah, that's what we we're talking about, you know, like trying to like agree with him and like... Nick on. <laughs> yeah. And we're just making it up as we go. Like I'm just... T- <laughs> so he starts talking to us like about being reporters and everything, blah, blah. And he's doing a good job now and, and we get to watch like a couple of bands. We're having a really good time. And every time a band comes off, they go and do an interview from the news because it's all being played live all over Iceland. You know, people at home are watching it on TV. And so they get off. And the next band, you know, has obviously been waiting backstage like where we are and then gets on, you know. And then so each band's like watching the previous band or the next band's coming off and doing interviews and stuff. So we're all in that zone. But I'm noticing everyone I'm looking around has beers. Everyone's fucking holding beers around me. So now I'm thinking like it's 15 bucks a beer in Iceland, right? Why Why is it so expensive for beers? Because I've heard this before. Iceland's just so expensive. In several of like um, Scandinavian countries that they're all so expensive i think it's just an expensive country mm. is that because it's obviously it's a little island they have to import most things yeah 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 man it's just it's extremely expensive up there like burger and chips at like a service station be like 35 bucks 35 dollars yeah jesus yeah why are you getting burger and trips from a service station? <laughs> well, they, it's a thing there hot dogs are the hot best dogs. Are, yeah okay man. okay okay so where were we Okay. <laughs> so everyone's got beers yeah. and it's 15 bucks a freaking beer. And so like straight up, I'm like, I'm going out for the night. I'm with this intern. You know, he's, he's, um, Ed doesn't have much money. He's on a budget. I'm on a budget because I'm traveling. You know what I mean? I'm in the most expensive country in the world. And, I, and I'm fucking got still quite a few months of my travels left. So I'm like, I'm on a budget too. You know, like I don't mind paying for a few beers, but I'm like, if I'm going to get free beers somewhere, not pay 15 bucks. See, Basically, it came from like accidentally like sneaking, well, not even accidentally, but sneaking through the back, suddenly realizing we were there playing the game and just seeing until we got kicked out to now that was, now it was getting serious. Now it's like, oh, there's, there's beers somewhere. You know what I mean? Like now it's like, we need to make this happen. It's not just fun anymore. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm looking and all the bands, they're, they're walking out this other door. You know, so like the door we walked in was on one side of like the shed and there was another door that the bands were coming in and walking out. And so I was like... Fuck, so I see this band that had just got off walking out. So me and Ed join their tail and we walk out with them. And oh as we God. get out, we get out the, out the back and I start chatting with them because I'm chatting with them to make it look like as I go past the security guards are on that door that, that I was meant to be with them. So I'm chatting with them. Then we get outside and I was just like, yeah, guys. And I'm actually just telling them they're doing such a good job. It was such a good set I saw. And I was like, yeah, can we get a photo with you guys? So we get a photo with them and everything. We're like, yeah, yeah, we're just reporters. Like, you know, and we're telling them that we're reporters, but they're one of our favorite bands. So, so well, they were great. They were actually amazing. So 
We freaking. So we um. Oh fuck. So anyway, they finished and they're like, "All right, guys, we're going back to our trailer, but let's catch a beer." Yeah. And. When they've said that, I've looked around on one side. So we've walked outside this big warehouse. On one side is a whole heap of trailers and each band kind of had a trailer, you know. Yeah. And then where they've pointed over to another one is this one with a door and people are just walking in and out. People are congregating out the front. People are smoking. People are hanging out. And we're like, oh, yeah, fuck it. All right, we'll meet you there. And so Ed and I, I'm like, man, this is where everyone is. This must be where the beers are, you know. And he's, he's where, you know, now we're, um, now we're on a heist. He's like. <laughs> Trying to sniff out beers. Yeah, yeah. So we walk up, I'm like, open the door. And we open the door and it's like the, commu- the commune for, like, for backstage kind of thing. It has all hors d'oeuvres. There's a bar there, just has beers, like a table with beers and hors d'oeuvres and everything. There's a big screen um, playing the act that's being played live. Mm. So you can see the act and all the bands hanging there, all the reporters are hanging there. So, so we go in and we go up and grab a beer and Ed and I, like just said by ourselves, you know, looking at each other and we're like, fuck, free beers, man. I'm like, yeah, and we're like, we're backstage we're like we're with all these bands man and Ed's like dude these are the biggest bands in Iceland we're like oh okay how cool act like we're supposed to be here and we're like well you know and then so we're sitting there just looking at each other drinking these beers thinking yeah we get free beers and then that organiser lady walks in oh yeah and we're like the head honcho the head honcho she walks in and we're like fuck and we're like okay we've got to act like we've got to be here we've got to act like we've got to be here so we just turn to this band and we just start talking to them we're like oh yeah guys yeah yeah we're reporters like what do you and i'm and i'm starting to do like we're talking about like doing like little interviews or maybe we'll interview you later or something you know like um trying to see if i can like just i'm just i'm just i'm just pretending to be a reporter so i can drink (laughs) free beer man so this lady i see her look at us and then i I, so i keep talking and then and then she leaves i'm like fuck man that was a close one you know and um so we we're we're drinking in there and then by this stage we're starting to mingle and everything and like all right people know us now like this is cool we can probably go back backstage where we were before and like enjoy it more because now we've been seen by everyone everyone's seen us with all the circles and all the different parts should be cool you know so we grab a couple beers, like three or four each, and we go, we go out the back to the backstage of the band, and we start like being straight backstage and dancing, right? <laughs> but every so often, this um, this photographer would come over to us and he, and and just start talking to us. And he came over and he's like, at one stage, he's like, "Hey, man, you guys going to the after party?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, of course." And, you know, pretending like we know all about. It. And he's like, "Oh, he's on the door. Everyone out here is on the door. So you got your names on the door." And I was like, "Oh." oh yeah yeah we're on the door yeah everyone yeah we're on the door you know and he's like oh if you have any troubles man let us know and i was like yeah no sweet and because this dj that dj paul oscar he's like the most famous he's a real flamboyant dj he's most famous dj in iceland man and he's paying the after party i think it was two to four a.m or something i don't know and so anyway we ended up by this stage of the night, we're like, all right, we've got this after party to go to. And now we're just enjoying the night. So, like, we're literally backstage just dancing, having a good time, hanging out with band members, and then going back to this um, trailer, drinking beers, just hanging out. And we're just becoming friends, man, with, all, like, all the freaking... Dude, yeah, literally the biggest art artists. I was trying to remember some of the names, like Jope and Crole, Todd Mobile. They were, like, the Fleetwood Mac of Iceland, man. <laughs> no joke. Uh, Mamut. Yeah, there was, there's this guy, Bernier, 
Bernie. I can't. I, sorry if I'm it's saying it wrong, the, but it's just like. Is Bernie the, the rapper? He's the freaking rapper. About? He's yeah. insane, man. There's so. I don't know how to say the name probably, but like. But we're hanging out with all these guys, man. All really cool dudes. Big musicians. You know, this Bernie guy. He's got the gold, like, sunglasses and the chain and everything. And so now we're hanging out with, like, fucking Iceland's, like, biggest, like, famous, most famous people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and we're yeah. just drinking beers because we didn't really. You know, we're just enjoying it. So we're having a really good night, just going back and forth from the two. The the main act finishes and we're like, oh yeah, let's go to this after party. So we're walking along and now we think we've escaped that that's it. It's like we got away with it, you know what so I mean? You, like you went through the whole night. How many beers did you get down? Oh man, we're so drunk. Like I'm heaps. And we walked down there holding a couple of beers each. Like so we're you're going to the after party of this. No, what was funny stuff. and what Ed's Ed, what was funny is what Ed said to me too. He was like what was funny is that he was just eating as much as he could and drinking as much as he could because he was on such a budget. He was like, everything he eats and drinks is just free. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> yeah. like, fuck, I'm on such a budget here, you know, being an intern. He's like, well, free like chips, you know, free beer. And he's like, fucking so him and I like just go on a town, man. Like, so anyway, we leave because the main act over and we think that's done. You know, like it's like, oh, our luck's, you know, that was our luck. What a sick night. We're laughing about it. We're walking along. We're like, let's go see if we can get into this after party, you know? And so you walk up to the after party and it's a line like literally going down the street to get into like the main entrance. And okay. then like, I think you had to buy a ticket. By that stage, we're like, yeah, we're just going to go buy a ticket and go to the after party. Well, so anybody could go. Yeah, anyone could go, but like all the backstage people all were on the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we just told this guy at a conversation that we're on the door and we, we thought we'll just go and just, you know, pay the, I think it was like probably 50 bucks or something, you know, to go in and I will... By that stage, we thought like, you know, we've stretched our luck. <laughs> so anyway, but we get to this line and it's freaking massive. You know what I mean? I was, I'm like, yeah, all right, look, we've got this far. Let's see if we can get, let's see if we can sneak into the after party. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not dealing with this line. You know, and he's like, all right. So we, we start walking around the corner and I was like, and I was like, man, come to the side for a second. Just get, let's make another joint. So we light another joint and that makes us like walk to like the side of the building where this long line is. And we're just going to make a plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we walk to the side of the building down this like kind of like dark alleyway like next to it to smoke this joint. And we light this joint. We're sitting there having a couple of puffs. Next thing, we look through the window and through the window is that photographer dude. Oh, yeah. And he starts waving at us. He's like, oh, boys. And he runs out and opens up this side door. And he's like, oh, boys, come in here. And we're like, oh, sick. And we're like, and we're like and he's like, and we're like, I said to him, I was like, oh, we're about to go to the front entrance. I was like, we're just having a sneaky little joint first. Not letting him know that we're going to sneak in, you know, that... I was trying to still sell that we're on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he takes us in. Now we're backstage of this <laughs> after party, right? And I end up standing right next to the DJ booth, next to this Paul Oscar guy. Everyone's dancing. He's like, there's these shapes and bright lights, and um, he just had like this. St- yeah, going on. I'm on, and so now I'm backstage with this DJ guy, and we're just dancing. Ed and I are just dancing. We're jumping down by this stage. Everyone knows us. We can walk backstage. Like go out the front, have a beer. Like we're by this stage, we're too drunk to care anyway, and we're just like going back and forth. And it got to the point where it was like just too easy. <laughs> that it's like it had kind of started wearing off the adrenaline of how fun it was, you know, to do that. So we're like, oh, let's get out of here, man. Like, yeah, night's done. So we start walking out, and we're walking home. And as we're walking home, we walk past this restaurant. There's a cafe in the day, and there's this <laughs> massive party going on, and we're like. Are you kidding me? This party's going on. So we go to this party and we end up partying until like four in the morning. 
You know what I mean? Or even, fight, I don't know. I don't know, until the sun came up. Does the sun come up in Iceland? <laughs> Summer, it doesn't go down. Winter, it doesn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I go to sleep and I wake up at 10 in the morning, hungover as hell, hysterical. I can't stop laughing. I can't stop <laughs> laughing that we go out, sneak into this music festival and just get free drinks the whole night. Free drinks, hang out with the biggest bands in Iceland, the biggest names in Iceland we're hanging out with. We drink for free with them all night. And I wake up in the morning just laughing at how ridiculous it was that that happened. <laughs> so we're like, fuck. So I call Ed. I'm like, man, you awake? He's like, yeah. And he's like, he says to me too, he can't stop laughing. So neither <laughs> of us can stop laughing. I'm like, all right, I'm coming up because I was parked out the front and sleeping in the van. And I walk up the front, I come into the house and... And then everyone else is getting up, all these ski people are like, what happened to you guys? We didn't see you all night. And I was like, oh, and we end up telling them. And they can't believe it. They don't believe it. And we're like, no, seriously. And they're like, well, we're going to the festival soon. Um, and I was like, well, and I turned to Ed and I was like, mate. And we look at each other and I was like, I, I can't go back to start buying beers now. Like, how are we <laughs> going to top that night? Just the fact is like, we just had like one of the funnest, best nights of our life. That was so funny. So much fun. How we can't we just go like it's just gonna be boring we're gonna to top it somehow so the other guys are like we don't want nothing to do with this and they leave <laughs> and i sit there we're like how are we gonna do this man and i turn to him and i'm like i don't think we can do it we just got so lucky yesterday because the gates were open you know what i mean was this a two-day festival two-day festival yeah was it three days it was three-day festival so out of all the people People that were there, there was one girl, Kerry Smith, that I've done that podcast with her called an Arctic, A Wild Arctic Woman. And this is actually the weekend that I recorded that with her. Yeah. Okay, so she goes to it. She's like, all right, boys, the others aren't here. I'm in. I'm going to sneak in with you. But she was going out with everyone for lunch. So she goes out and we're thinking, yeah, Kerry's going to come with us. It's sick. And we start thinking of ideas. I'm like, man, we can't. We only snuck in yesterday. We only got in there. Just by luck. By luck. Like, we're going to have to jump a fence or something. Like, there's no way security is going to let, let us through again. And he's like, we pushed our luck. That event manager was onto us, you know. We're sitting there and we're like, oh, how are we going to do this? And he just suddenly turns to me, you know, and he's just like, hey, dude, you got, do you got your podcast gear? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's in the car. And he's like, oh. and he's like, because he worked, for, he was the intern for the production company. And he's like, Dude, I've got one of the cameras from the production company. He's like, why don't we actually be reporters? <laughs> and I like look at him I'm like, fuck. I was like, I don't know, man. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, it only worked yesterday. We had the confidence because we we're, because we're high that we just walked through that gate. And it's just like, I don't know if I can just go and just be, hey, you're not going to do it. And he's, he's looking at me and it was like we had the same thought, like the thought at the same time. I was like, well, we we're high yesterday. Let's just get high again. And then I go to him and I was like, if we were really stoned yesterday and all that happened, imagine if we got more stoned. So instead of rolling one joint, we rolled two. <laughs> and then we start making this plan. And we're like, and we realized the earlier we go, the better because no one there, that no one's there. That's when all the bands are rocking up. That's when the media people are rocking up. You know what mm. I mean? So I'm like, we've got to get in like earlier. Early. Yeah. 
So we messaged Kerry and we're like, dude, we'll meet you there. We'll meet you in there. We're going to go. We're going to try something and then we'll get you back behind, you know? She's like, okay, because she was still out with everyone for lunch. So we go back to this festival and we walk in, right? I've got the camera gear. I mean, Ed's got the camera gear. I've got my podcast gear. I've got this recorder, this H6 recorder. I've got the mic. I've got the leads. I've got the headphones on, right? And we're walking up there and, man, I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm pretty nervous. I don't think I can do this. Like, fuck, you know, like walking up and like pretending to be a reporter. And I'm like, I don't know. Ed's like, no, we can do it. And we're like, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? And he's like, let's get high. So then we smoke another joint, right? We stand there and laugh and giggle for a while. We start losing it. I'm like, all right, man. I've got an idea. Just follow me. I follow my lead. He's all right, all right. And I go to the gate, the security gate. And I walk up and then I turn to the camera. I'm like, all right, you ready, man? You reckon this is a good angle? <laughs> it's like, not a good angle. It's the side of like that warehouse. There's like the gate there. It's just like no crowd in the background. It's just two security guards at a gate. And I get the camera. I'm like, okay, you ready? And we're like, three, two, one. And I'm like, yeah, um, welcome back. We're here back again at the Isaferto, like Never Went South Music Festival. Meanwhile, I'm getting the name wrong. I kept saying Never Go South the whole time. Like, welcome to the Never Go South Music Festival. <laughs> and I start like doing this pitch about like we're back here again, like being a reporter. So anyway, we stop and we put our heads down and I'm like, oh, how did that look? Look, man, I go next to, next to Ed and we just start walking forward. And I'm looking at the camera. I'm like, oh, do you reckon that's good? Do you reckon that's a good take? Should we do another one? He's like, oh, no, the lighting looks pretty good. And we just walk at the security right and so we've got our heads down just looking at the camera and just being like yeah what do you recommend that lighter man and i'm, I'm not looking up I'm, not, I'm too scared to look up man you know i'm just like i'm committed at this stage too i'm on i've got to go i've got to do it you know like you can't get half a meter within someone saying that and just run away it's just too weird so we we get to the security guard. I'm looking pretty now. I'm looking at their feet and i'm like oh yeah the lighting you know it's pretty and then i just see one of them move and open the gate well, thanks, boys. And we just walked through and I was like, and I'm like, yeah, thanks, boys. I turned back to Ed. I'm like, yeah, no, I reckon that's, let's keep that cut. Let's do another one. Yes, have a good day, boys. You know, security guard shuts the gate. Next thing we're in, man. We're in again without any fucking <laughs> wristbands. <laughs> or... <laughs> so now we're like, fuck, this is insane. So like, all, right, all right, fuck. So then we open the door again. The news crew's there. They look at us. We're a guy. We're now, we're a news crew as well. You know, we're their competition. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we're backstage. We're like, let's go get a couple of beers. So we go get a couple of beers. And then we're standing there. We see the fucking event manager again. We're like, oh shit, oh shit. And we're like, it's probably better, man. Now she sees us with our gear on. So, oh fuck, I forgot a crucial part of the story. The yeah. night before. When we're sitting there having beers, and I said we're going from backstage, like dancing, and then back to the trailer. Mm. At one stage, we're sitting at the trailer, right? We're talking to this, this. I think it was Mamut. We're talking to Mamut, the band Mamut, and we're sitting hanging out. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, anyone want a beer?" And a few people were like, "Yeah." And I, I jump up, and at this stage, Ed and I, every time we got a beer, we're getting two beers each. Yeah, you know, so we had two beers because we were scared to go up to get beers, you know. So like. So I walk up to get beers and I go to grab them and this lady taps me on the shoulder. She goes, oh, excuse me, are you with a band? And I just turned to her and it's the event manager and I turned to her and I'm like, oh, excuse me, I'm just in the middle of an interview. And then I grab fucking four beers, man, and I run over, I sit down and hand, hand at these beers. <laughs> and, I just, and I'm seeing her looking at me still and I was just like, so then I just turned and I was like, yeah, guys, so I was just wondering what did it really feel like to be on, on 
like on stage in front of like <laughs> in front of your fans, the people that came here to see you, you know. <laughs> and so I just jump into just interviewing these guys, right? So I'm like, fuck, you know, the, that was a close call with the event manager. That's why we thought when we left that we had made it. We're like, oh, you know, our luck can't get any better, you know. Yeah. And then we end up at the after party. But okay, so we've walked in. We've got the camera gear this time. We've got the fucking podcast gear. So I walk up now next to the stage. The band's on the stage. The whole crowd's behind me, you know. And I stand there with Ed filming me with now the media, other media people and, and the photographers are moving out of my way so I can work. And I'm like, proper. <laughs> so back here again at the Never Went South Music Festival, Never Went South Music, and I'm reporting now this event. So now I'm fucking extremely stoned in Iceland. Are you drinking again? Yeah, we went and got beers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and now I'm a reporter in Iceland. So we're like, all right. So we go backstage to the to where the trailer is, and we go in there, and we're like, man, let's get this fucking an opportunity here to do interviews with the mm. fucking biggest bands in Iceland. And I'm like, I've got a fucking podcast diaries of the wild ones. Let's fucking make um, a podcast out of this. Like let's, let's interview them. And I've got interviews with like all these biggest bands. So we go backstage, we get a couple of beers and we literally start interviewing people walking up <laughs> to the biggest, biggest names in Iceland being like, Oh, you guys mind if I, we get an interview. And I'm like, literally now I'm in work mode. I'm interviewing. Yeah, like I'm yeah, actually yeah. doing this like, so we do that for a bit and it's a good time. Then it starts like now I've like interviewed all these bands and we're like, oh, that was kind of fun. We kind of like accomplished everything. You know what I mean? It was like it kind of just was like it was so exciting. But it's like now it's like because we could get away with everything. It's like it wasn't getting as fun. You know what mm. I mean? I was like, oh, it's kind of hit our peak. And we're like, oh, now we're just backstage again with free beer and like we're already hanging with all the bands and everything. We're like, oh, I turn to Ed and I'm like, Ed, We've been backstage the whole time. Let's experience the festival, you know? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like getting real down. I was like, oh, let's go do some crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> so now we take the camera gear and we start going through this crowd, this massive crowd of in the festival, interviewing people. But the thing was, it was a festival. So people were off their heads. <laughs> like people were like drunk off their heads. And I'm this Australian being a reporter yeah. doing a complete serious like interviews to people about like, man, I'm interviewing people of all ages. It just it was getting ridiculous of like how fun it was, like going up to people and like just just doing it. Did you have any issues with like the language barrier? No, Icelandic. Okay, Iceland people are so good with English. Um, they don't dub their TV. In my experiences of European cultures, the ones that dub their TV to not dub, it's like they have just have such a better understanding of English. But also I think they just, their level of study, man, because they understand accents. Like they always straight up be talking. It's so weird. They're talking Icelandic and it's, that's a, such a foreign language. And then as soon as you say hi to them or say something in English, they just click like that straight to perfect English and... They speak, yeah, and they can guess your accent all the time. It's like, oh, from Australia. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. So, like, it's not a language barrier at all to, like, man, this is starting to get ridiculous now. Like, we're drinking beers for free, <laughs> right? We interviewed some of the biggest bands in Iceland, right? We interviewed some of the biggest bands in Iceland. Now you're out in the crowd. Then we realize we haven't been able to find Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're looking for Kerry and we're like, fuck, man, like, we're like, we know she's fine because she would have been with everyone else. 
Like we haven't found a ship, we just stay stay with the other crew. But we're like, but it's supposed to be adventure for the whole three of us. So we're like, what can we do to bring her into it? So then I started bringing in Kerry to the interviews. I started like we'll be saying something and be like, all right, back to you, Kerry. So then later when we cut it all together, and man, people like I'm interviewing people, and then I'm like, all right, back to you, Kerry. You know what I mean? So like we can cut this together and like bring Kerry into yeah. it. Yeah. And so we go out, we're doing crowd work. It gets to the stage now. There's another bar out the back. Like for, um, there's a bar for. On the backstage. <laughs> yeah, there's a bar to buy beers. And it's not the backstage one when we're drinking free. It's just a normal bar. But if you were in a band, you drank for free. Or if you're a reporter, you like beers were for free. You know what I mean? So we go back now and we're like, fuck, that was a whole nother thing. Having to stand up there and ask for a beer, like try to get a free beer, just pretending to be a reporter. I had to sell it to the bartender, man. Anyway, so we get more free beers. <laughs> we get more free beers. And now it's just getting ridiculous. We go backstage. We interview this girl. Oh, man, Solome Catherine. Man, okay. I don't know if anyone knows the, but I remember just we're interviewing... I'm doing great interviews. <laughs> I am. I'm doing great interviews. Now it gets to the stage where we realize we're like, we're sitting on gold, man. Ed and I are looking at each other and we're like, dude, we've got proper interviews of all the biggest bands in Iceland. I'm like, let's sell this. <laughs> like we, can, we can sell this stuff. Or we can use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, let's cut the sell bit out because that didn't really happen. <laughs> we thought we could use it you know what i mean we thought we could cut a good edit together yeah and yeah. not our our mission wasn't to sell it it was like we could use this and like give it to someone yeah. you know ed works for a production company he is the intern we're like you're doing great work right now you know what i mean mm. we just got really good interviews for this production company you know what i mean yeah, yeah. And we're like this is usable stuff you know, so we're going to make him look real good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, so yeah, so we continue on. We end up going to the next after party. And I remember the second night wasn't, it was just one of those nights. Okay. Picture this. Everything has just worked for you over the weekend. Everything you've touched has just turned to gold. Everything has been so much fun. You've enjoyed it with such a good, cool dude. Like Ed and I just had so much fun and it's just like nothing can get better. Right, yeah. so we leave the second night, and we're on the way to the after party. But we're kind of done. We're like, we'll go check it out, but let's see. As we walk in, we walk into Carrie, and we're like, Carrie, and it's like this big thing. She's drunk. We're drunk. We've had the best night. We're trying to tell her about our night. She's trying to tell us about hers. It's this fucking ball of excitement. We're stoked. We walk into this after party, which is in this cafe, and the there's this. There was a fucking, was it a Mariah? What's it like a nineties like girl like dance song? Like Spice Girl? <laughs> no, eighties, eighties. Fuck, let me play it. This, salt, salt and pepper. <laughs> this song starts playing, man. And straight up, oh my phone's okay. This song starts playing. We're walking across. No one's dancing, and this song starts playing. Yeah, and you won't be able to play it on YouTube. You'll get cut. Nah, what about Spotify? No, you won't be able to play any audio. Oh, fuck, yeah. YouTube. Oh. yeah, welcome to the YouTube world. 
A lot of people don't realize that that they'll um they can they'll either get pulled down the videos will either get pulled down or they'll get um I guess they'll just get sort of blocked from viewing. Oh, that is so mean. Yeah. Also, you can you hear that feedback? Yeah, that's from my phone. Yeah. You know, oh, you know how I figured that out? Because that is in heaps. Oh man, I can't even find this song. Never gonna give. I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Oh, okay. So I want to dance with somebody. Okay, so we've just yeah, had this explosion of excitement with my friends. You know what I mean? Somebody. And as yeah. we're walking in, this song starts, but no one's dancing. And the three of us look at each other and we're like, yeah, let's go. And we just go to the middle of like where the dancer is and we just start freaking dancing. This is a cafe that's filled with people. You can't even move, mm. but no one's dancing. And so we just go in front of the DJ and we just start dancing. And it literally... We created that safe space for people to let go. You know what I mean? Because no one was dancing. People were waiting for someone to. This amazing song well, came on. situation where you start dancing, everyone will start dancing. Yes. <laughs> and so three people start dancing. We just start going ham. Next thing, this whole cafe by the end of the song is just going nuts. Everyone's just singing. Everyone's just dancing. And then it's like the night just even picked up again. We end up fucking dancing with... All our friends, all that it was like one of those nights where everyone just ends up at the one bar. You know, you've lost each other. For, oh, we had hardly seen them for two days. Kind of sounds like you were dreaming. I could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really high. No, but so we finish and then we go back. We go back. Well, you go back to the first one. We go back to the house after this party. We go to bed. We wake up the next day, the third day of the music festival, and we're like, that happy and accomplished with our last two days, it's like we didn't have to back it up. It was like I was content. We're all sitting there. I was like, I'm hungover. It's not, I'm done. I could go out, but I'm like, I'm just content. We just wanted to hang out and just talk, you know, and just like we we just sat there. We we all had dinner together. We, We got some drinks. It was just Carrie, Ed, and I that third night. Everyone else went out to the to the bands, and we were just content with how wild our last two nights were. You were and, we, and we sat there, got high, and we did that podcast with Kerry called "A Wild Arctic Woman," mm. where she opened up and told us like about her insane freaking background about being a fisherwoman in in Alaska, building her own cabin up in the hills in Alaska, being um a ski racer, being a mountain guide in Iceland. Like, is her cabin still up in Alaska? In Alaska, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she bought a fishing boat now. And she does the sailing boat with Siggy with um, Aurora Arctica. She does the sailing trips from Iceland to Greenland to go skiing. She's freaking insane, man. She's the girl (laughs) that like helps. Man, I just, all I want to do, that woman is so fucking cool and so fucking insane. I just want to go like do mountain trips with her. It's so cool to have like this, man, she's just, she's just a fucking badass. Does she base herself in Iceland? I would say Iceland and Alaska in between yeah. the two, yeah. Is she, and she's Icelandic. No, she? she's American. Oh, she's American. She's okay. from some small little town in America. Yeah. But she's just a fucking badass. She's just like, she's one of the boys, but also she's one of the girls, I suppose, you know, like, but she's just a fucking hard ass. She can do anything, you know? Oh, legend. Yeah. And that's his story, how you snuck into a music festival. So we took it back. We gave it to the production company. Steve looked at it and he said, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we can use this stuff. This is a good, amazing job, boys. And then anyway, a week goes by and he calls me. Steve calls me. He's like, hey, there's a big summer festival coming up. When are you leaving? (laughs) (laughs) 
He's like, I've got an idea for you. He's like, these interviews you got are so like raw and authentic and it became from you not being a reporter and just sneaking in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like the the hilarity behind it, the the just the way the interviews came out. They were just so raw and like so cool. Well, well it's funny you say that because a lot of interviews that are good are from people who can really, I, say, I guess, connect on a friendship level. So you say sometimes you're comfortable talking to me uh, when you do a podcast. Is that's because exactly you're comfortable. That. And if you can make somebody, you know, comfortable, you will get those raw interviews. It's like even like taking a photograph. Um, um, this is going to be a little bit off to the side, but if you say you go to a wedding and you have a wedding photographer, you're you're going to get these candid photos. Everyone's smiling if there's a photographer going around. So what a lot of photographers will say, they'll go, they'll go, we'll do the ceremony and we'll do private photos. But not a lot of them don't like to do the um, um this. What do they call the after? The editing. Oh, no, no, no. The um, what do they call it at a wedding? Where they you got the ceremony, the reception. the reception. Yeah. So they don't like to do they don't like to do the reception because a lot of people are drinking and having a good time. When a photographer comes around, it's a kind of a fake. Well, yeah. let's all smile. Exactly. So one of the what a lot of them what a lot will say, and we'll 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 get to get the best photos out of that. What you do. You'd say, "Oh, well, hey, why don't you take your own photos and get your own people to take them at the reception? Because you're going to get the best photos because everyone's going to be drunk and no one's going to give a shit. But if you have a pro- professional photographer there, it's going to be yeah, be really candid All pose about photos, it. yeah. So yeah, so and, and you know, a, a lot do do the reception, but but it's just sort of a good example of why exactly. why you should really because get, it just happened. Yeah, why should like at my dad's wedding he got plus there's um, a safe space. Yeah, like you you because you're like. How you're acting is just because you're not being serious about it. You're like just showing like, you know, if you're really serious, it's like they could want something out of you. Or exactly. Like it's like there's not as much of a trust there. So taking that back to your interviews at the festival, you're you're not being really serious. You you literally don't give a shit. It. You're just having a good time. Yeah. Like, I, like it was so fucking cool. Like I wanted to hang out with those people. I wanted to interview them. And you know what I mean? Those like was, people see you and, and see how you're acting. And you bring them up to this level of, hey, I can really connect with this guy because yeah. he's, he doesn't care. He's having a good time. Makes them have a good time. And they will reveal and have this well, it's really confidence. Raw, raw, amazing yeah. interviews with you. I, it goes deeper. It's like... I hope your interviews are amazing. They're not just this stone blubber. No. <laughs> no, because what it does, right? You Because by me having confidence, by not caring, by just wanting to enjoy it, I just wanted to enjoy meeting these guys and everything. Yeah. So by me having confidence, right? When you're confident, you're just allowing yourself to be you. So you're just showing you. And when you're doing that, when you're just being you, people pick up on that and they can see that you're just being you. So it's like you've got nothing to hide. Your arms aren't behind your back, your hands are open. You know what I mean? So you're coming at them being like, hey, this is all me. I'm not hiding anything because I'm yeah, just yeah, being yeah. me. And they're like, oh, you know, I don't have to be scared of this guy. He's not hiding anything. I can see him. Cool. And that allows them to like let themselves de- out. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why I think, that's why I like to do adventures with people before I do the podcast with them. Yeah. I always like to do like go have fun and do something cool just on the weekend. Man, this guy, George, man, he told me this really cool story about getting stung by a scorpion. It's fucking insane, actually. But, like, he met me down in Lennox Head. We had a few beers. We went for a swim. And then we um just got, got a whole heap of beers and sat by the lake in Lennox. And just he told me this freaking insane story. And it was such a fun day. Yeah, yeah, You know, but because when you do that, Shane Ackerman, he came and camped at my place, right? And I hadn't met him before. And he came up and camped at my place and we went diving. And we dove for, like, four or five days before we did the interview. 
you know what I mean? And like you just you're allowing to meet each other. So when like she's showing it's just you, like oh, yeah. you know, people they end up opening up to you a lot more. And you've developed they, it. You've almost developed this more of a friendship as well. So mm. there's a lot of trust there. As well. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know what? I actually feel like I have responsibility with it. Like I get nervous sometimes or scared because it's like people. Uh, people are trusting me to put their story out. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like people are trusting me. They're going to have trust in me to be like, because I, you know, because I'm like, people are vulnerable when they're talking on mic and when they're like showing, tell, they're telling the world who they are. And so like sometimes I actually get like pretty nervous as in like that I want to do that person justice. Like that, yeah, because I don't want to take from anyone. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just want to, well, I want a good time. Like I want to have a good time, but I don't want to do it at the expense of anyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And I like it. Yeah, it's scary sometimes because you're like, well, like, like I was thinking, like my mate Shane or Shane Ackerman in that podcast I did with him, he opens up so much, and I was like, wow, like. Have you released that podcast yet? No, it's coming out. It either would be out or out after this. No, nah, it would be already out because this would take me ages to edit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shane Ackerman, go back and listen to that one because he's a big wave, one of the biggest wave chargers in the world, but he has no fear. Mm. He doesn't fear it and he, and he ends up opening up and talking about his depression. He talked about like when he was depressed and had to, um, he just didn't care. So he didn't fear. He just didn't care if he fucking, because he was depressed, man. And then when his life got good, he had already broken the fear barrier of big waves. You know what I mean? He, he'd gone over that hurdle because when he was climbing that hurdle, he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And he opened up and he told me shit and he said, I've never told this to anyone before. And I called him today. We talked today about, you know, because I'm setting up this episode and I was like, man, like, like you're cool. Like, and he, and he said to me, like, I was like, is it like, just hope, hoping you're happy with it. You know, like and I said to him, do you mind that you talked about being depressed at this stage? And he goes, and he goes, you know what, man, like I didn't, talk about anything that i didn't want to talk about it's like it was a great you know what i mean you'd like to think that if you sit down and do a podcast with someone and they talk about a whole bunch of things i mean there's a kind of a responsibility on them that hey if you didn't want to talk about it why why did you talk about it yeah do you know what i mean so i think i think anyone would have to be happy with yeah, for the podcast. If you're not, then yeah, you shouldn't have said. What I just like to double check too, but just with yeah. someone because I can't oh, cut course. it out. I'm like, oh, is there anything you want to cut out? Of course, I, I'd like to be, um, yeah, respectful as possible as mm. well. But uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes the story is just too good. Oh, the last episode we did, which I just put out, was the COVID nineteen, like stranded abroad, COVID nineteen. Okay, I realised I was swearing heaps in it. Mm. And so I was sitting there with my sister and my mum on Mother's Day and Emma's like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. My sister, she listened to it and she lost count at 60 swear words. She was tallying them. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got to stop swearing. Oh, that's what I was, oh, I forgot it. I was going to put a note in front of me saying, <laughs> yeah, I was going to put a note in front of me saying like, stop swearing. Good luck. Yeah, do I swear much in this one? I should do that with the Marty Michael podcast. Can't how many they... Oh man, they swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Wild boys. Anyway, should we wrap this up? Yeah. Any final words? Should we say, um, thanks, Ed? Oh, actually, I'm going to drop Ed's last name here because he's the best. Oh, fuck. Why is my phone doing that? Ed's the best musician I know. Ed Carlson. Edvin Carlson. He is literally. 
Uh, I think it's Ed Carlson. Oh, man. Got to give him a shout out to his Instagram. Yeah, Ed Carlson. Fuck, can you hear the phone and the mic? Yeah. Sounds like a video game going off in the background. Oh, fuck, I can't find him. I'm going to add it in. I'll add it in at the end. I'm way too high to do that. And yeah. I blame you for getting me high too, actually. No, <laughs> <laughs> what you? Haven't, we need more smoke for the video. Can't. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you wanted to shoot this cool little opening. So I was like, well, hey, if you want to make it look good, smoke some. Yeah, it's get me real get high. Get a bit of smoke going. Did the story make sense? Yeah, it was pretty wild. <laughs> you, you said it pretty quick. <laughs> Do but it. don't think about it if it made sense. It was... You told it the way you wanted to tell it. You wanted to tell it high, and you got yeah. I was really stunned. Yeah, Yeah, because I'm pretty high, and it kind of feeds into the whole story because you were stunned the whole time, anyway. Do you? But for you, did it make sense to you? (laughs) 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 Say it back to me. I hope you guys like this episode. Now, remember, I've got prizes to give away for whoever shares it for me. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe, put it on your social media story, tell your mum. Send me a message, send me a screenshot, or I'm just going to see it on Apple Podcasts anyway, or I'm going to see it on social media, and every week I'm going to pick someone and I'm going to send them an Opinal Knife or a Diaries of the Wild Ones t-shirt. Enjoy, guys, and thanks for listening. I do it like a double.